one of the biggest challenges to being able to cope effectively is the temptation to get lost in and completely absorbed in our thoughts and internal reactions when someone shocks us in some way and hurts us emotionally and disappoints us. I went through that just over the past week and it has been quite a while since this has happened to me in such an extreme way that it's given me an opportunity to reflect about how much suffering we can cause ourselves when we are really completely wrapped up in our thoughts about what someone has done to us or what someone has said to us. And I know when I say that the temptation to do this is so very strong and so very powerful because I think there is no greater difficulty, at least for me in my own experience, than when someone hurts me in some way, and especially if I didn't see it coming, if I, if, I, if I was completely shocked by it. There are those times where people will do these kinds of things, and I'm sure I've been this person that's done this to someone else before as well. I certainly am not proud of that, and I'm not happy about it, and I certainly want to try to make amends and have tried to make amends when I have been that person, but when you're on the receiving end of that, it is very, very tempting to, instead of coping in the best way possible, it is very, very tempting to get caught up in very strong internal reactions to what someone does to us or says to us if it is hurtful. And I had the opportunity this last time that this happened, and this has just been within the past week, I've definitely wanted to take some time to really process this one. There are times when I do want to speak about something in the moment, and then there are times when I want to be able to have an opportunity to process this first to a certain degree, and I feel like sometimes it's easier to talk about, and especially when I am feeling a lot of emotion around this. This was a situation that came up with someone, and while the story itself is not important, the details are really not important, because that's just a story. That's just what the narrative of what I'm, you know, if I if I want to get caught up in that, and I think it is important to make a distinction between the reality of what is and my interpretation of that. And I know that especially when I have, you know, when I have experienced some sort of trauma or I've experienced some sort of hurt or pain or emotional difficulty that it's very easy to need to somehow package that in a way that allows me to either feel like the victim or to feel like I've been put upon in some way and to continue to vilify the person that has said or done these things to me. And I do want to acknowledge that it is very human to want to, to, to replay these things in our minds. And it is very human to want to tell ourselves a story about what happens and to for us to identify as the person that is a victim in some way. And I do realize there are you know very extreme physical situations in which those things are there is no way to to get around the fact 
that we've experienced physical trauma. And I, but, but I do want to make the important distinction here that I'm not speaking about that. That is really an entirely different matter altogether. This is really all about what I'd refer to. If, it, if there is trauma involved, this is more along the lines of emotional trauma. And I do want to even further distinguish that there are situations where clearly uh, it's important to get a, a, a mental health professional or a healing professional of some sort involved in the, in the work that's needed in order to unpack these things and to deal with them appropriately and to heal. This is really more about those situations that don't necessarily sideline us completely or take us out of life, but they are situations in which we have been really hurt in some way. And in some cases, they can change our life situation. And I did experience one of those this past week in a business or work situation with someone that I had known for many, many years and really did never think that they would treat me this way. And I wake up one day and find out that they in fact did. I can't say 100% that I did not see this coming or that I was totally shocked by it because I had seen this kind of behavior before, not directed at me, but directed at other people. But I think the shock and surprise was when you finally find out that it's you that's on the receiving end of this. And what has really happened is that I find myself, or I found myself, and I feel like I am still there, where this is still fairly fresh. There is, you know, clearly some level of emotional pain and and hurt and pain around this. There is a definite, a very palpable level of disappointment. But at the same time, though, what I've found is that I've been able to look back since it happened And that mindfulness practice has made an incredible difference in what my experience of this whole situation has been like. And most importantly, what has happened is that after the initial shock of this wore off, I found myself in a place where there was a, I was able to notice and just be aware of the fact that I wanted to continue to replay this. There was a real desire to replay this in my head over and over again. And whenever I started finding myself feeling emotionally low and really tuning into the the pain of this and the disappointment of this, that it was interesting how, because I was, you know, there again, I was able to practice this and have practiced this for many years, that I was able to catch myself in the act of wanting to replay it. And it wasn't that I could stop myself from doing that, but this, this was more along the lines of just, just having that base level awareness that there was a part of me, and I think it really, I don't know for, for sure or 100%, but I really believe that this is an ingrained habit. I don't know where it started. I don't know why humans do this. I don't have any answers. And I'm not sure that I really need them because at the end of the day, if this is something that I'm going to habitually do, even if I know why I do it, it doesn't change the reality of the situation that I'm going to, in response to these kinds of things, I'm going to feel the temptation to replay this over and over in my mind. 
And it's amazing to me how as humans we can carry this narrative with us from moment to moment and even more amazingly, we can carry it from day to day. I can wake up the next day and literally be just as emotionally upset and feeling emotional pain that feels just as fresh the day after or even a week after than I, you know, that I did than I did when this actually happened. And I think that's really why it has been so important in my life to be able to really sustain this mindfulness practice because I know that this is something that is just it's just not going to go away. And at some point I really want to the focus to be where I'm not trying to make it go away even though I mean I know as humans we don't we do not like to experience pain. We do not want to suffer emotionally or physically. And I know that's normal and natural. But at the same time, I know that there really is no way to, quote-unquote, make that go away. I can divert myself from it. I can distract myself from it. I can anesthetize myself with things to, to try to get an escape for a period of time. But at some point, I always come back to this place where I find that I'm going to be confronted with it one way or another. The only thing that has really worked for me, and I've and, and I do want to say I've certainly tried many different ways to escape these kinds of unsettling emotions and these difficult emotions. And when I'm feeling hurt and I'm feeling like someone has really let me down or hurt me or disappointed me in some way, it does not and I know it does not feel good and it never get that never gets any easier. So what I want to do is really to embrace the fact that it's not for a while it's not going to get any easier and just to accept that and embrace it as much as I don't want to a lot of the time as much as I really want to avoid this and find a shortcut I have not been able to find one and so once I accepted that and I think it was several years after I started practicing mindfulness and really, you know, paying attention to my mind and how my mind is reacting to certain things and certain situations and, and certain emotions that I realized that the only way through, you know, only way out of this is through it. And if I'm going to go through it, I'm going to need to have a way to stabilize my mind. And there are numerous meditative practices that I've used over the years. And I know that everyone has the ability to figure out what works best for them. But I know that it's going to take some time, and the, the best way for me to use that time is for me to let my body and my mind process this however it's going to. And if I, if I could re-engineer that in some way, I certainly would. But at some point, after trying so many different ways to re-engineer the way that humans process emotional upset and pain that there's just no way to just shake that off. I mean, I can shake it off temporarily, but I know that, you know, my body and my mind are going to go through whatever process they go through. So while that is going on, I realize that the best way I can be a partner with that and in that healing, because my, my body and my mind are going to take however long it takes to process this and to, to get on the other side of it, that really the best thing, and in my in my mind, for me, the only thing I really can do 
is to continue to cultivate mindful awareness or to practice mindfulness. And so I'm just going to sit with that. And there again, when I say I'm sitting with it, I don't want to continue to stew in it, so to speak. I don't want to continue to focus on it. What I want to do is just pay attention to what my mind is trying to do with this. And it definitely has its own agenda. The mind clearly does what it's going to do. And if I can just become friends with it in some way, and that's really what being aware of my mind has allowed me to do, is in some ways, even though I don't always like what the way, you know, what my mind is doing, I don't always like, it's not always pretty. And as humans, sometimes, you know, we think things that uh, we really don't, you know, that we're not proud of. We have uh, certain sentiments that come up that we really don't feel good about, and in a lot of cases, maybe don't even want to share with anyone else. Although I have found that the more that I have been able to be vulnerable and open myself up, with the right people, and there again, that has been a lesson that I've had to learn, is that I don't want to go around just sharing that with everyone, that not everyone wants to hear these things, not everyone is prepared to hear these things, but when we find that we have kindred spirits, so to speak, and people that we can vent these things and really get these things out, so to speak, it really, really is helpful because I want to embrace my humanness, and especially during a time when I have been really hurt, when I am still finding myself shocked to a certain degree by someone's behavior or their change in behavior and, rea- and I'm reacting to something that they've done, what I really want to do is to be able to give myself enough latitude to, you know, my mind is going to do whatever it's going to do. And all I can really do is pay attention to that and have some level of awareness and without judging this at all, I don't want to be beating myself up emotionally for having certain feelings. If I catch myself in the act of feeling sorry for myself for a period of time, I'm just going to be aware of the fact that I'm feeling sorry for myself. And there's really nothing else that I need to do other than just acknowledge that, you know, in, you know for example, in this moment, if I am, that I'm feeling sorry for myself. And what's beautiful about it is, is that I can, I can 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 be real with myself that I'm doing that. I don't have to uh, to try to deny it. But at the same time though, I can just recognize that for what it is. If I'm feeling sorry for myself, all feeling sorry for myself really is is it's just a, constru- a construct of certain thoughts. It's some sort of pattern in my mind of thinking certain and not to say that they always the thoughts are exactly the same when we have, you know, an episode of this that happens, but there is, there are certain patterns to some of these things that we think that we're feeling, but we're really just thinking them. We do, we do, we are feeling emotions in our body and in our minds, but it's the thoughts and these various constructs of thought are what really leads us astray and what really causes us suffering when we're so wrapped up believing them. So if I find myself being angry and, and hating this person. All that is, it doesn't mean that I really hate this person. It just means that I am angry because I'm thinking angry thoughts. And if I, and if I, and if I think, or if I feel like I'm hating this person, all I'm really doing is thinking thoughts about hating them. It doesn't mean that I necessarily really do. It just means that those are the thoughts that I'm thinking. And if I get to a place where I can watch those thoughts, I can witness them 
but I don't have to identify with them. If I am thinking thoughts about hating someone, and I realize nobody nobody wants to hate anyone necessarily. We, 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 most people I have met really don't want to end up spending their lives consumed with hate or with hatred. But at the same time, though, it, if we think these thoughts, they're just thoughts. It doesn't define us. We, we suddenly are not the person that hates someone else. We are just a person that's, you know, we're just a human being thinking thoughts. And I know that the more that I've been able to get in tune with this, the more I've been able to to let go of the need to cling to these thoughts and feeling like they and thinking that they define me in some way. I no longer have to be the person that hates someone or who is angry at someone. I can simply feel what I feel. These thoughts, I can just allow them to have room to just basically come and go because that's ultimately what they're going to do. And I know that if all, I, if all I'm paying attention to is the thoughts that I'm having about being angry at someone and feeling like a victim and feeling like they have hurt me emotionally, that's all I'm going to see. And it will define me. My entire life will be, you know, my, all everything that I see. And it's kind of like my teacher used to say years ago, whatever it is you're looking for, you're going to find it. And so if that's the way that I really want my, that I want to be, and I really want to be completely identified with that, I'm going to find it everywhere I look, and I'm going to be immersed in it, and I'm not going to have any perspective. And if I can just realize that I'm the person thinking these thoughts, and I don't have to identify with that, that's not an identity, it's just the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm a human being thinking these thoughts. And sometimes it has been really healing for me to just remember that, that these are nothing more than thoughts. And if I don't hang on to them or cling to them, that my brain will eventually move on to something else because that's the way that we're all wired. And I can't really say all, but I really believe that that is commonly the way that human beings are wired. And if I will just get out of my own way and let myself move on to the next thing, and there again, I'm not trying to escape anything. I'm just, I'm just letting naturally whatever my mind's going to do, I'm going to allow it to, I'm going to get out of the way and let it move on with whatever it's going to do. What I find is, is that I can slowly transform myself from a person who is completely immersed in a story that believes in this identity that we have of being the victim, of being hurt by someone, and in some cases, when people hurt us, it does feel very real. Sometimes the things that they can do to us, it can impact our lives in a certain way. But there again, I can't change that. If that's what has happened, that is what has happened. And I, at some point, I'm going to have to wrap my head around it and embrace it. Nobody can necessarily make us do those things, but I know that at some point it's inevitable. As a human being, I, at some point, I'm going to come to terms with it. I can drag that process out for days, weeks, months, and years, but I always know that it, after 54 years of life, at some point, that the piper has to be paid, that at some point I'm going to come to terms with it, I'm going to accept it. It is just really a process of grieving in, in a certain way. And really, in this case, what I would be grieving would be that things didn't go the way I had hoped or that I had desired for them to and that this person did not act, and they, they ended up not being the person that I really wanted and needed them to be. 
and the more that I can just let people be who they are and not need them to be anyone in particular, the more that I can take in stride when I am surprised by their behavior, the better off I'm going to be because there's nothing I can do to change the reality of who of who these people are and how they treat others. I can't, there's nothing I can do to change that. I can try to put my best foot forward and do the best work that I can do. I can try to really cope in the best way possible. And that's really what I want to focus on. And I know that I can, I can do that if I practice doing it. If I practice mindfulness, it puts me in a much, much better position to be able to cope. And if I can cope mindfully, being aware of what my mind is doing while I'm in the middle of life, while this is all going on, I'm so much better off. But I have to, I, every moment that passes, I, I'm faced with a choice. It's like coming to that fork in the road over and over again. And every moment, it's the question is the same. It's a binary proposition, as they call it. I'm either going to be aware of what my mind is doing, and I'm going to remember what I've learned about the fact that I don't have to believe everything that I'm thinking about what I'm feeling, that I don't have to get wrapped up and identify with my thoughts or my internal emotional reactions to anything, and that I can really be in the moment, even if it's not the way I want it to be, even if it's uncomfortable, even if things are not going the way I want them to, because I know that I can't control everything. So really what I want to do is settle back into what I can control And I know that practicing mindfulness, being aware of what my mind is doing, being willing to cope and be here in life even when it doesn't feel good, even when I am carrying some hurt and pain around with me, if I'm going to carry that around with me, what I don't want to do is I don't want to cling to it or hang on to it any longer any longer than it's going to be with me. If, if it's going to be on the journey with me for a while, I don't want to make it any heavier than it has to be. And I want to try to do everything I can to lighten that load, emotionally speaking. And if I can just do that, and all I really have to do, and it's not complicated, is continue to come back to that point where I realize I'm choosing every moment to just continue the practice. And as long as I do that, I know that I can't control everything. I don't know when it will get easier. I don't know when it will get better. But I do know that if I'm doing that, I'm doing everything I can for myself. That even though I can't control everything, I can at least put myself in the best position to suffer as little as, you know, to suffer as little as possible and to be in life as much as possible and to cope as effectively as I possibly can. And if I can just pay attention to the things, those few things in life that I can control and make those choices, the more that I'm focused on that and paying attention to that, the less that I'm going to have a need to continue to keep, to stay locked in a pattern that is really not serving me well and that I can really move on. I can acknowledge the pain. I can acknowledge the hurt. And in this case, this was something that changed my life. I mean, this was this was not just the usual, typical situation where somebody just simply hurt my feelings. This is a situation that was related to my work, to uh, my income, and it had it had a tremendous impact on me. And as someone who's been self-employed for almost 25 years, I know that sometimes that's going to happen. That's a choice that I made. And I took that risk, and I have to continue to be willing to take that risk. And sometimes it's not always going to go the way that I hope that it does. 
that the safety and security that I sometimes can find myself clinging to the need for because I'm a human being I can catch myself and realize okay there I go again I'm just I'm trying to cling to some sense of safety and security that really isn't there because life is all about change and it's all about uncertainty that I can cope even though this has you know temporarily been a life-changing experience for me and that there is fear and uncertainty about you know moving forward and how I move forward and, and how that looks and how that takes shape that I know the best thing for me to be doing is to to make my best efforts to make it better and to remedy the situation as much as I possibly can. I can't change what this person chose to do. I can't change the choices that they made. But I do know that I have the ability to move on, to continue with my work, and to continue to trust people And it would be very easy for me to be leery or to be wary of trusting anyone again to work for them and to give of myself in the way that I do when when I am being of service to people. And we all face this. I know whether we work for ourselves or for anyone else, whether, uh, and this is also isn't just about work. I know this is about life as well. I, I mean, if I'm going to open myself up to people, whether it's becoming acquainted with them, being friends, whether it's a relationship of some sort, I have to be willing to acknowledge the fact that while in the past people have disappointed me, that I have to be willing to take that risk again if this is what I want. I also have to acknowledge the fact that I have sometimes been the person that has hurt and disappointed others, and I need to be able to forgive myself and not be afraid of hurting someone else again that all I really can do is to continue to choose life and and, in my mind, for me and for many people who I've taught and worked with, the best way to to choose life and to be open to life is to practice it mindfully, one moment at a time.